your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins. On Sacktown Sports. Happy Friday. When we last spoke, Chris Watkins was trying to make his decision here. We presented him with the choice of ordering one of five items that are new in NFL stadiums this year at the concession stands, including one item that's available uh, at uh, uh, Levi's in Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Okay. Uh, Christopher Law and I are going to try to guess what it is that you're going to order. Before we get to that, uh, the 49ers get ready to take on the Rams this weekend. Yes. Brock Purdy had some very interesting things to say this week about what makes the 49ers special. He was talking about the play last week when Christian McCaffrey ran for 65 yards and you had Ray Ray McLeod and you had Ayuk blocking downfield. And he said, this is what Brock Purdy said, that's what we're talking about, like not having ego, being selfless, being able to make blocks like that, even though those are guys that catch balls, score touchdowns, all that kind of stuff. But being willing to block in the run game down the field, we all feed off of it. And so we got to maintain it and continue that. He says... I think you have to have all this stardom on a team and whatnot and for everyone to just put the ego aside and be like, hey, we want to win. We want to win a Super Bowl and we're going to do what it takes. And I think the 49ers have that and that's what, quote unquote, culture is. Right. However you get it, they have a really strong one right now yeah. because everyone just wants to win. Yeah, and, and you know, it's kind of – you could argue that that's kind of what's going wrong with the Eagles right now is there is a little bit of – disease of success right now they're suffering from too much success as dj Coward would say like i i think that they might you know the 49ers to your point like they're singularly focused like everything every single move every player in that locker room understands there's nothing short of super bowl as the expectation and winning that super bowl is the expectation and when you have every single player on your roster pulling on the same string, Mm -hmm. that's when you're really, really dangerous because everyone's going to have their own selfish motives. 49ers, pretty much, except for Ayuk, everybody's locked up and everybody understands that, you know, there's no need to put ego in front of of the team right now. And, you know, it's early in the season. It's only week two coming up. We've only played one game for the Niners. So there's still time for this to, to break apart. But for the most part, at this point in the season, especially with all of the offseason and, and preseason noise that was going around, I think it's a great sign that that they're able to to really have a play like what, what that 65-yard touchdown was and what it represents. Yeah, Brock Purdy says, the leaders, the guys that have been here for a while have set that standard. Yeah. It's not like just a certain guy, like we've all learned from the older guys that have come before us. Mm-hmm. So the culture, the organization here, that's the standard. I think maybe ironic, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo had a lot to do with that culture. Right. Because he played through all the problems he had with Mm -hmm. the front office and the coach and injuries, and he played and he tried to win. And he succeeded. No, and he succeeded for the most part. Obviously, he didn't get the the grand award of it all, but like in, in the games that Jimmy played, yeah, he really showed that I think what exactly what the 49ers would want. There was want. no pouting or None of there it. was, he played, he gave it everything he had. And he put all of that noise aside and, and you would have never known that last season, the 49ers pretty much just cast him to the side and said, practice by yourself. We don't want you. And then what, five or six weeks or not even three weeks later, they say, Hey, Hey bud. Gosh, it's been a crazy couple weeks, hasn't it? Do you want to do you want to play for us? That'd be cool. And like he did, and there was not really much he put. He could have, you know, he could have acknowledged how awkward it was and said, you know, I'm I'm a professional and I'm just putting my head down and I love the guys in the locker room. And I'm doing it for them, and 
you know, the organizational beef. No, it was all positive words from Jimmy and even to the very end, I think even to his detriment. I mean, he he, he was always very fond and, and kind of what he said about the 49ers. I think that Andre Iguodala did that yes. with the Warriors yep. when they had him coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. Yep. And they won. Yeah. And I think if you're somebody else on that team at that time before they'd won any championships, like he's that's Andre Iguodala. Yeah, and it's great that you bring it to the Warriors because you're kind of seeing possibly like a uh, – a, a change in that with how Chris Paul's kind of addressing the situation. Like that's not really the warrior way is, is the warrior way is to sacrifice. Yeah. 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 And I thought we saw last year with the Kings and the most obvious advantage uh, example, pardon me, is Sabonis playing through that. Yeah. Hand injury. Yeah. yeah, Thumb and just playing and playing virtually every game. And apparently Keegan had a similar issue as well. Right. And, but he even said like, how am I supposed to sit when Domas's injury is similar, but if not worse, like how am I, even though I'm a rookie, like I don't want everyone looking at me as a reason why we can't. And Darren, I think said the same thing. He was dealing with things left and right and, and playing through it. I think culture is huge and like the 49ers, what they're, what that locker room is, is, is working towards. Like, I don't know how many other teams in the NFL really have the drive and the realistic goal of, of doing what the 49ers hope to do. When you have a team in whatever sport that has that culture, we tend to give the team, the coach, the GM, all the credit, Yeah. but really it comes down to the people that make that decision and they deserve credit. The people that bring in, uh, other people for choosing the right ones, but it's the players making that decision. Like, yes, I will do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time. Like, it, it's the coaches. Yeah, it can, ha- it's there's no substitute for that. No, the coaches can talk all they want. They can rah rah. Mike Brown talked about it. La- like, you know, it, it, Mike Brown got a lot of credit for the team's performance last year, but even Mike Brown acknowledges like the players have to buy in. Like, I can I can give the most inspired speeches possible, but. If the players don't buy in and if if they don't truly play for each other, then, you know, that it's just never going to work out. And the 49, it's even tougher to do with football, like basketball. We're talking 12 guys, football, 53 men. And then you got guys in the practice squad who have to believe that, you know, Sam Womack goes down. You need somebody on the practice squad who's going to be ready to come in and be pulling on the same line as everybody else. It's really tough. Time to decide now. Time to figure out, I should say, what Chris is going to eat Chris mentioned that uh, it's a tough decision at it home is. with it his is. girlfriend. Yeah. He says, because you and your girlfriend, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? Uh, yeah. Dwayne says, Dwayne Baker on the chat, but when you decide she doesn't want it, then you ask again and get, I don't know. Yes. That is exactly what happens every time, especially like, you know, I won't say the, you know, there's like this meme going around like man lunch or like stuff like that. And guys will, you know, whatever. It's just bananas and yogurt and stuff and girls will like make parfaits and nice stuff and so like i'm like yeah like all right fine you're asking me what i really want how about pizza and wings how does that sound thursday night football let's have pizza and wings i'm not really feeling and i'm like well then what do you want what do you want because then i can decide off of what you want i can find something at anywhere if you want to go to falafel corner i don't know i'll find something on the menu we really should have gotten your girlfriend on to see if she could guess i guarantee she would she's really good at guessing what really? i want so yeah she she would she would definitely nail here it. are the five items these are five items that are available this year at nfl stadiums number one the slim chicken sandwich apple fritter sandwich with frosted flakes fried chicken cooper sharp cheese honey glazed bacon cherry jam and ghost chili item two uh cowboy games 
the Lineman Burrito 17-inch tortilla filled with famous Cowboys mac and cheese, uh, smoked brisket, jalapeno pepper jack sausage, pico de gallo, and house-made candy jalapenos. Number three from Cleveland, funnel cake topped with chicken tenders, powdered sugar, syrup drizzle. Number four at Levi Stadium, maybe you've had it, cream puffs topped with caramel drizzle and gold flakes. And the final choice from Kansas City, bone-in beef short rib sandwich with pepper jack cheese, crispy onion straws, spicy barbecue sauce. You've made your decision, right? Yes, Christopher there, Lod, there what, are two what, that really stick out. What's but. what's your uh, what's your guess, Christopher Lod? My guess is going to be the short rib sandwich. And you're saying there's two on the list. I'm going to say the second one is the lineman burrito. Okay. I am going to flip flop those two. I'm going to say lineman burrito is number one, and the the bone and beef short rib sandwich is number two. So you guys think you know me then? <laughs> you guys both guessed the same exact. Items, just different order. I believe yeah. I've hear, heard you complain a lot about sweet and savory. <laughs> you listen. Okay. Um, <laughs> Whitey Gleason, you nailed it. Yeah! Yeah. It was close. To, I mean, and those were the two. Uh, it was it was definitely up to those. Honestly, it was the fact that that big bone is in the sandwich. Like, if you just rip up the meat and make it into a... What what is short rib sandwich just without the massive bone in it? Yeah, it I'm definitely would have been a higher contender. But that lineman burrito, besides the fact that it's massive, it just it's got everything that you would want in a burrito. Yeah, that, how are you supposed to eat that bone in beef sandwich? I think it's like a sandwich with a big handle. The problem is, it's like I can't remember what it's what I'm, I don't fine dine clearly, but like I, it's. It's like something that it's on the plate, but then when you actually want to eat it, it's you have to get it off. Like it's yeah, it's I, just it's just dressing. Like it's not not. I suppose that like you could dressing, I, you slice like, it off and put it in there. I guess, but like but, no, I think the second you get that thing, you're pulling the bone out, mm-hmm. and so it's just I don't know. It's just an unnecessary step, but it, that even even still, that sandwich sounds great. But that lineman burrito, <laughs> I'm a sucker for a big. Big burrito, especially like I mean, you got mac and cheese in there, you got brisket in there, you got um, some jalapenos in there. Come on! I really feel like it's an accomplishment to outguess Chris Verlaud on what you want to do because he has permanent resonance in your brain. <laughs> he knows how you think. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. <laughs> I really, I, I'm, I'm impressed. It's I didn't actually. I didn't think. <laughs> I didn't think that y'all uh, y'all knew my food taste like that. But oh, you've let us know quite clearly what your food tastes are. Really, oh, and just, aren't just kind of happened. I guess I just so kind of black out. When we go to Levi's this year, cream puffs doesn't do it for me. No, not really at all. Not like a massive dessert person. Mm. And like if it is, like definitely not cream puffs with gold flakes. Like I, I enjoy a donut, but. That just, I don't know, it, especially for the price. If we're talking at Levi's, like those things are it's probably such a back, but you, that's it looks probably like going to be 25. Of it does look like a mountain of, of cream puffs. But. Which way are you going, Chris Verlod? Yeah, what would you do? Uh, I think I would go with that, uh, the first one, the chicken. Uh, the apple fritter sandwich? Apple fritter chicken sandwich. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you, Whitey? I would, uh, you know, I've become recently fairly recently a big fan of the chicken and waffles i think i'd go with that funnel cake topped with chicken tenders that's not bad either um chris they have actually a sandwich at the arena at at golden one center that's kind of similar it's two glazed donuts and i think Mm. a chicken sandwich in the middle see now here's where i'm gonna sound like chris i don't like (laughs) i love donuts i don't like glazed donuts so i think that's what would throw me off of there (laughs) 
Do you want me to go in? I mean, like, it's... <laughs> I had one of those at the State Fair once. I think it was a Krispy Kreme cheeseburger. Yeah. And it was, for the novelty, I was like, yeah, I ate it, but I... I it's fine. It doesn't really, like... Well, chicken, it might be better because it's more of a chicken. It's a heart thing. attack. I think that's the biggest problem is you eat it, and then you're like, I think my organs are expanding right now, and it's mm-hmm. going to explode. See, who listens to you? Who knows you? Better than you know yourself. That's a good point. Your buddies. Yeah. I appreciate. I mean, I'm I'm shocked, and I I am touched that you guys both. I mean, the fact that you both nailed the two <laughs> options is like that's more than impressive for me. So I appreciate being heard. Coming up next, sound the alarm. Week two upset alert is next with Watkins and Whitey on Sackdown Sports. Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and watch the show from your desk. Ooh, we're back, and so is football. Week two. Boy, the season's flying by, isn't it, Chris? We're already into week two. <laughs> no, it's not going fast enough for me. I, I need, I know I said earlier, like, I don't like Thursday, but I need, like, I need a couple weeks to pass by here so that we have a, a better grasp of what to really know about these teams. It still feels... Still feels early to me. I feel like we still have a lot more questions than answers about most of the teams in the NFL right now. Uh, by the way, I think it's Dwayne. Is it Dwayne Baker pointed out that uh, Fridays won't work for the NFL, Chris? Because you know you got the high schools. You got to give that. Got to give the high schools have their to. Night, do their, we? Their night for football. Do, do we? Do we have to? Well, it's kind of a. We're not in Texas, you know. Like no, I mean, people still obviously go to. It's high kind school. of a, the, the etiquette, and plus, you know, yeah. the parents, you know, your kids. Game is tonight. Like, he never plays. I don't plays, care. Patrick but, Mahomes is co- is on. Right. Okay, I'm, it's better for the family <laughs> unit if we can avoid. Okay, well then, can we do Saturdays? Like, like I know people try to act, at least here. I know college football isn't big in in California, really, in general, or in the in the Pacific. But uh, you know, I, I've never really understood the the peace, like the the armistice that it seems like there is between the NCAA and the uh, and the NFL. Well, you know, a lot not. of it is tradition, and college football is teaching us that they don't care about tradition. So maybe none so of us. So why should. should the NFL? That's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, there's usually like one or two good college. They would games. do it if they could make more money off of it. Any night, do if Saturday they, night. Like th- I'm not saying they have to like take over. You know, do the they Sunday do later thing in the year on when Sunday. college is done. Exactly, the second they're done. But like, just make a Saturday night game. Get you ready for Sunday morning and then it's just kind of a constant flow from there you know let let college have their morning that's when college kids are up anyway you know they're they like to wake up and start the party they don't need to do it for college kids if anything they don't need to be partying all day till night games the other thing is you want the players to get as much rest as possible because of safety oh yeah the NFL yeah players sure paramount yeah, yeah. That's the most important. Thing, sure. Yeah, that's why there's know. that's why there's Thursday night games, right? Because we because player safety, right? This seems like a cash <laughs> grab. Hmm. Sure does. So Sunday week two, which actually started last night. Yeah. I know. Are you on upset alert? I am taking credit for having predicted that the Raiders would beat the Broncos. Okay. On this show, Christopher Lodd said, nah, "I don't really have a record of that." I think it was on a factor fantasy when you weren't here, uh, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm still taking credit for it. Okay. So what do you, you you can kick us off? Are there any, and maybe there are none. There's a couple. There are like two slash get the three side, that get the really horn yeah, ready. Get it ready. Get the Watkins alert. Yeah. 
Did you hear that? You know what that means? Yes. It means I smell an upset. And uh, the one that's just glaring right back at me, I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, I think I understand why. The Atlanta Falcons are one-and-a-half-point favorites over the uh, Green Bay Packers. And the Packers, to me, you know, the Bears are not great. Uh, that's that's not really that, that much of a stretch to say. But I, I really was impressed by how Jordan Love looked in week one, just how composed he was. I don't necessarily think he was slinging the ball left and right. But, uh, you know, I think the Packers' offense looked good. And the Falcons, I just think they're going to be terrible. Like, I'm sorry. I, can I, I, think can I really yeah, make a confession? When I was first Please. looking at these games, I thought – you know, Atlanta could win that game, and then I realize, oh wait, they're they're they're, they're supposed to win that yeah. game. Yeah, I, I just I'm surprised. That's and that's honestly more of the fact that yeah, I, I can't believe that Atlanta's the favorite. Like I, I feel like that should be a, a pick 'em at best. And the fact that uh, it seems that Vegas seems to think that Atlanta's the better team in that, I don't see it. I, I think if anything, they're they're even. And if you're going to give the 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 Falcons the advantage, then I'm going to say the Packers. Yeah, I'm with you, but I, I don't think advantage. I'd feel great about that. I just no. feel like, hello. Yeah, it yeah. could go either way. Totally. Like, yeah. I don't think either team is is one of the best in the NFL. They both feel pretty middle of the road. I would bet you that he doesn't have the guts to pick the Seahawks over the Lions. <laughs> That's another one that I'm definitely looking at. Oh, I mean, come it's on. it's prime That's for Detroit. It's prime for a bounce back game for Seattle. They, the elite quarterback that is Jared stop Goff. It. Stop it! Stop it! They embarrassed themselves in Week One. Seattle did. the The fact that they just no showed at home against the Rams. They're more talented yeah. than that. And what did Detroit do Week One? They barely beat the Chiefs because Kadarius Tony dropped two balls and Travis Kelsey didn't play and Chris Jones didn't play. So you know, and the Lions are supposed to have this crazy explosive offense. Only put up twenty one points. I'm not that impressed by them yet. Yeah, it's a home opener. Whoop de doo for the Lions. I, I could see the Seahawks, who also have a great offense, and Detroit has a bad defense. I'm telling. I'm just. I'm just saying. I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle has a nice little bounce back week, and uh, I don't and see shows it. that they're real. So you're not going there. You're just saying. No, the, I, I will go there. I'll really? put it on record. Yeah, I'll go, I'll, why not? I, look, I'm your friend. You shouldn't do You're that. You're my guy. That's, that's not going to happen. Oh, stop it. Stop it. I, I said the Vikings weren't going to lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. You and have sure to know enough, how crazy it you sound right Stop now. it. Stop it. Didn't you think, and I know you don't like the lines, but didn't you think that up front, both sides of the ball, they were pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, as, yeah, their their offensive line kind Hutchinson of just was speaks for itself. And, yeah, Hutchinson was a Mahomes. monster. He was a monster, and and the Seattle offensive line is not great. And also, they've got more time to rest. Yeah, you're right. That's actually a good point. So they we've had talked 10 days out of off. it, right? No, Chris you Blanc, haven't. Your you have... still haven't. No, I think the Seahawks are. You know, Pete Carroll's a good coach. Done, we've done all we can do. Dan Campbell, still not a fan of. I can definitely see the Seahawks going into Detroit. It's not like Detroit is some big home field advantage at Ford Field. You know, come on. I I, I definitely think it's possible for Seattle to uh, to just have an explosive night on offense, and it wouldn't surprise me if they if they can uh, take down the Lions, who uh, me still are much. just just. And I'm surprised smelling at you. all their their fumes. Ugh, it's I gross. think your head's still swimming from seeing your team lose last night. It's affected your judgment. You're wrong. You're wrong because my third upset pick of the week, which I this one is more of the where you want me to be with the Lions. This is more of an I can see it. I don't know if I want to full blown say it, but Chiefs at Jags in Jacksonville. Chiefs are three and a half point favorites. I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the 
the Chiefs still don't Judge have won't any like receivers. It. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Patrick Mahomes can only do so He's much. Mahomes oh, you're loco, man. <laughs> I know Travis Kelsey's back. I know Chris Jones is back. But, man, I mean, they, they did lose to a Lions team, which isn't that good. So, uh, you know, just to, just to expect them to to beat Jacksonville, I think is a stretch to just expect them on the road to be three-and-a-half-point favorites. Jacksonville didn't look great last week against the Colts. The Colts aren't supposed to put up 21 points in that game. And, you know, I I, I really believe in, in Trevor Lawrence, and Calvin Ridley looked incredible last week. I could definitely see, especially at home, I could see Jacksonville taking yep, down Yeah, I'm with you. Chris Jones will be if back. If Patrick but- Mahomes had some wide receivers that could just catch the ball, the thing that they're supposed to do, that's their job, they blow out the Lions. I see what you're doing there. But they didn't. They, they didn't. I was going to say, uh, well, now I forgot. Oh, Chris Jones. Pardon me. Yeah. Chris Jones is back, but is he, he is. anything close to Chris Jones yet? Right. Like, we don't, it's, I, I don't believe in Chris Jones the same way I believe in Nick Bosa. I don't know if he's, you know, in, in incredible shape. I, I think he held in. I don't, I can't remember if hearing if he was a hold out or a hold in, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't expect him to be in football shape in, in game one. I mean, they just kind of got this deal done a couple days ago. Don't know how many practices he's been able to squeeze in. Travis Kelsey was on the field I saw earlier today, uh, made a funny entrance. Um, you know, the the Chiefs will be somewhat at full strength, but, you know, I still don't, I still don't know about those receivers. Chris yeah, Jones was a hold out. He, he was. said he didn't yeah. want to be a hold in because it would be a distraction towards the team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can I uh, – may I give you one? No. Yeah. I, I, I think it. that um, this team, I'm picking against them, they're home. Okay. And I think there's something really, really wrong here, fundamentally wrong with the whole operation. Uh-oh. And you're going to think I'm crazy. You're local, Maybe man. I am, but uh, I'm, I'm staying on this train. I think the commander's going to Denver, and I think wow. the Broncos end up 0 2. Oh, my gosh. You're wishing the, the worst for Sean Payton. The commanders are going to get. To two and zero, oh, and the Broncos are going to be zero and two. Oh my gosh! I mean that would that would really be the sign that Sean Payton should start to worry about this season. I mean, you know, to the Commanders' credit, it was against Arizona, and yeah, they yeah. kind of they barely, barely squeaked they, it they, out. They but hey, the Broncos—they <laughs> weren't very impressive in Week One themselves. I mean, they should have beaten the Raiders. They just should have, and they let they let a Jimmy G led team come back in in. And really, just kind of slap them around a little bit at the end of that game. Can I get the Watkins alert for that? I yeah, mean, that's pretty definitely. Bold. That, that definitely deserves Washington a- over the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I'm also just realizing that now that Broncos Jets game just isn't going to have the same steam. Like we were all excited oh, yeah, for it in the point. preseason because of you know him talking trash about Nathaniel Hackett and you know Aaron Rodgers was the number one Hackett defender and. Obviously, what happened with AA yeah. Ron? Like it's just it's just and, not going to hit the same. Well, Denver might be looking for the first win of the year. When they might be. That's, that's what made me think about it. <laughs> Brendan Nunes is going to join us. Is this true, or is this just a? That's rumor? what I hear. That's what I hear. He's have, a yeah. newest member of the SacktownSports.com staff. We'll take a look at uh, where Brendan thinks the Kings are going. We'll see if he has any bold Kings predictions. Ooh. Brendan Nunes joins us next. White and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Yes, we welcome him to Sacktown Sports officially. Brendan Nunez, you've heard him, you've read him, you've seen him. Welcome, Ooh, Brendan. How are you? Up, welcome guys. officially 
On behalf of your buddy, I know you know Chris very I've well. I've never met this man. Watkins and Whitey. Welcome to Sacktown Sports Officially. Great thank, to have thank you with you. us. Yeah, glad to have me, guys. Yeah. Excited to be here. Yeah. Glad to have me. I know. That's that was a great start. Like, uh, great start. Sick, dude. We could have let it go. It will it's not a, be you know. dropped that we continue <laughs> to play. <laughs> Every time he comes on now. Congratulations. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I, I know you're excited. You, you know basketball, and I know you're a big Coast League fan, and you're looking forward to seeing the, <laughs> oh, absolutely. the cats. And That's the, what I'm really here for. Yeah. yeah. Space yeah. Cowboys tonight, you got to check them out? Yeah, Sugarland? maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got to make sure that they, they got the full roster. Right. Okay. Right, you know, right, yeah. certain guys that, you know, I don't feel like deserve a shout out right now, but yeah. that they're, I'm looking forward to seeing, and I hear they're only going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I so. think you're going to see, seriously, I believe, is it tomorrow, the last fireworks show of the season? So I believe they so. They have really good fireworks shows. They do. Out there. Yeah. They do. I'm, yeah. I'm more of a drone show guy, but yeah, mm. fire, fireworks. Mm. Uh, very California of you. You know, yeah, it's good for the environment. Like, is there right. something wrong yeah. with, with no, being no, environmentally no. conscious? No. Okay. No, no. Yeah, I didn't Just think so. Just bougie. Yeah. So, no big deal. <laughs> Brennan, we're thrilled to have you on staff and, and here with us today. Looking ahead to the King season. I know we're focused on football this weekend. Would you say, based on the King's offseason moves, are you more excited about this upcoming season? Just as excited or maybe less excited uh, than you were when last season ended? Definitely more excited ah. because now you know that this is a good team. And I think with that comes expectations, and I'm a little hesitant. Like, I, I worry that at some point in this season, the fan base might be a little disappointed or just frustrated because now there are these high expectations, and a little bit of a lull is probably going to get reacted to a lot differently than it would have previously. And, and those are bound to happen. This is still a team that is growing and learning things, still young. You know, the 48 wins they won last year is still impressive. That's not typical for a three seed. Mm -hmm. I don't know that three seed is necessarily my expectation or exactly a reasonable expectation going into next year, but they can continue to grow on what they've already set in place. I'm excited to see what Keegan Murray continues to add. If De'Aaron Fox or Demonis Sabonis can add something to their game, they're still extremely young. And I'm a big Sasha Vizenkov guy. You are. Yeah. And you, you point Maybe out. Maybe a little the, too big. A little almost, overboard. We'll yeah. see. I mean, who knows? It's I, like yeah. the way I'm, I'm calling with my Davion shot. Mitchell. Right. You know? Or Jake Moody. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's a little alarming. Uh, you mentioned the 48 wins thing, and, and you know, that's not typical for a three seed. Uh, the other day, or we've been doing bold Kings predictions just about every day for who even knows how long it's been now. Uh, and the other day, I just maybe it's because De'Aaron Fox had that interview with Deuce and Mo. Maybe it's because the new 2K come out, came out. I, I don't know, but I just something rushed over me to where it's like I kind of feel like we're back to underestimating this team and almost reserving expectations to try and. I don't know. Like I've I've said a lot. Like they might not win as many games as last year, but they could still be a, a better team in the long run for it. Do you feel like maybe there is a little bit of we're, we're kind of tempering expectations, maybe too much? Definitely, but I feel like it's like been a process, right? Like yeah. I feel like right after the season, it was like okay, well they're going to take off next year, right. and and then that kind of kept going for a while, and a lot of it surrounding Keegan when summer league happened, he drops that right. forty ball. It's like oh my gosh, what is Keegan going to be next year? Right. And expectations just start to go through the roof, and then some people are like, okay, maybe we should calm this down a little bit, mm -hmm. and I feel like we're kind of starting to level out, but maybe it has right. gone a little bit too far to your point, right? Free agency too. It feels right. like people were expecting this big splash in free were. agency, and then when nothing happened. Quote, unquote, oh, nothing happened. Just the EuroLeague MVP. Yeah, just the EuroLeague MVP brought in Chris Duarte, but nothing <laughs> happened. Speaking uh, of, like yeah. Speaking of it. Mr. Vazenkov, Brendan Nunes with us here on Sacktown Sports. Of course, I'm very concerned about his defense. Am I Am I too Fair. concerned? I'm, am I more concerned about Vazenkov's defense than I should be? I don't think so. I think my argument is that, like, 
Trey Lyles is getting minutes and isn't exactly a great defender. Like I, I think this team is kind of leaning into their offensive strength, and I'm a big believer in like don't try so hard to cover up your weaknesses that you therefore like weaken your strengths in the process or you lose your strengths. And so I do think there's questions with this defense for sure. I think you don't want him switched on to people. That is a recipe for disaster. I think there's a couple people on the roster that you already could have said that for. Um, but just be smart about how you sort of navigate and try to not get him switched. And being physical, playing hard, being a smart player, I think can get you far enough where you're not a total liability on that. Because I think he does so much offensively that he just kind of has to survive there. And it's a question if he can do that for sure. So yeah. I think the concern is valid. My concern is just, as you said, and you alluded to it, this team already is so questionable, uh, depending on who exactly is on the four defensively, that I, I fear that, wow, it's a, it's, it's a bad fit to bring in a guy who's another bad defender. That's one of the things that, I, that encouraged me so much about JaVale McGee. I don't know if he's still JaVale McGee, but finally they made a move that you can look at and say, wow, that should help them defensively. And I'm just... Thrilled that they had last finally did something on that end. Yeah, I think Duarte is the other one that stands out to me. Like, if you look at their closing lineup, it's Fox, Murray, Barnes, Sabonis, and then one of Herter or Monk last year. And whichever shooting guard that was was a defensive liability. The other team could be like, I want that guy, bring him here, and pretty much get to do whatever they want. No disrespect to those guys. That's just not where their strengths are. And I think that if you can have Duarte in that spot, that you don't really have that big weakness on the defensive end. So that's interesting to me to monitor how Duarte can sort of develop as the year goes. Why do you think uh, putting Jordan Ford on the two-way, or do you even think putting Jordan Ford on the two-way was the right move? Yeah, you know, he's been in the system for a year. I think he played close to 40 games last year mm-hmm. with the G League, um, and he knows the system pretty well. He can shoot the ball extremely well. We've seen what he's done in Summer League. I think he just runs the offense effectively. This Summer League, he was really focused on being more physical and being a better defender, which is obviously something that's needed when you're, what, maybe six right. feet. Uh, when it comes to Jordan Ford, it's cool to see a local guy get a shot opportunity, uh, obviously, Folsom High School. So I think it's smart. I think it's also really important. And, you know, the move they did today to get the draft rights to James Akinjo. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I hope I'm saying yeah. <laughs> that right. But I think it's important to have a point guard that can run your offense in the G League for right. a Keon Ellis, for a Jalen mm-hmm. Slauson to be put in the right spots. Right. So that way they can work on their game in a way that is going to translate when they do come into the NBA. And I think Jordan Ford being able to move back and forth while you still don't have a third-string point guard locked in makes sense. Brendan, as Chris mentioned, we've been doing Bold Kings predictions for weeks now. And so far, I think we're at like 98%. Something like that. Whatever it is. We've gotten a lot right. We have. We've done pretty well so far, and we'll see. But I'm wondering, do you have for us a Brendan Nunes Bold Kings prediction for this upcoming season? You know, I didn't have one uh, prepped coming into this, but I feel like I have to do something Sasha-related. Without going <laughs> without going too specific, um, I think there's going to be a handful of games where Sasha is closing, in the closing lineup. Yeah. And, you know, in my mind, that might mean Harrison Barnes. Maybe it means you're running a bigger lineup where it's Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and Sasha Vizenkov. But I think there's going to be some nights where he's just totally on fire offensively, and you can't really pull him out of there. Interesting. Uh Real quick, who do you think with with the Kings cutting Nemias Kata like uh, to to bring in Javale and they said they they want him to kind of find his an opportunity where he can actually thrive. Where do you feel like a lot of the Kings' developmental energy is going to be be? 
put this season because it felt like for the past couple of years, like Nimi was really the the guy that there was a lot of work put into to try and get him ready for the pros, and it just didn't work out. Where do you think all that energy kind of goes, or is it dispersed? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go to a little bit of everywhere. Like a lot of these guys are still really young. You know, it's easy to forget that Kevin Herter and Malik Monk are still, I want to say, right around 25. 25. Yeah. Um, De'Aaron Fox is right in that range. You know, Keegan Murray obviously is the big standout and probably the most obvious answer there. But Colby Jones, right. full contract, mm-hmm. going to be on the main roster. Um, it wouldn't be surprising if we saw him spend a little bit of time in Stockton as well. And then the two ways as well, like Keon Ellis, mm-hmm. uh, been around for a couple of years now. Jalen Slauson just coming in from Furman. And, and I think Jordan Ford there as well. But I think it can go to a little bit of everybody. Like the team is still extremely young and growing together. And I'm excited right. to see specific from Stockton's perspective what Lindsey Harding is able to do down there. That's right. Yeah, I forgot Lindsey's Brendan, coach now. we appreciate you coming in. I hate to do this, but we need uh, your help in addressing the, the big controversy. Mm. Yesterday... You and I and Frankie and Chris Ballard <laughs> were in the uh, where, where, where what would that be our office? Yeah, yeah. And I know Chris the bullpen. Verlade, yeah, thank bullpen, you, there thank you, go. you, Chris. Chris Verlade was recording and on our Nerf hoop, and I got the ball through to you, and you threw it to Frankie. And as we were counting down the buzzer, Frankie hits a three, and a lot of people said, "Well, that can't be real. It must be fake." <laughs> and can, I just want you to confirm that it was not doctored, Frankie. That was Frankie, and that he actually did make the shot. I did witness it. It was his first shot all day. He had not taken any prior to the camera coming Definitely on. That not. was his very first shot, and mm-hmm. it hit bottom. I've never seen him shoot it again. He is a hundred percent, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and the funny thing about it is he was standing up. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when they turned the camera off, I made five in a row. It just, <laughs> right. I don't know why Verla didn't yeah. keep it rolling. Right. That's right. as bad. Yeah, That's there you go. Yeah. Even yeah. Gary Gerald liked that video. That's incredible. <laughs> we have to get him. I think you said it earlier. We have yeah, to get him to get him to call on We got to get him to get a call on that because truly one of the great moments in Sacramento yeah. Kings. Can I also add very quickly that uh, I love hearing Chris mourn the loss of the Vikings God, all the time. Gosh. And I keep trying to tell him, and I just want to put this out there, that he should really lean into the Niners. You know, Stop. he gets to cover them. It's a great time. You might get to witness a championship one time. You have no you shot leave. with the Vikings. You can, you can actually leave. You know now. you don't. Just you saying, can leave now. Just saying. You can go. Just saying. This is Brendan around it. Might as well embrace only it. Appearance you got a 49er Ram score for us? Ooh. Um, let's just go like 28 to 13. Okay. Brendan Nunes. Yes. First and last time on this program. What you said Brandon about Nunes. Chris sure. and, the, and the 49ers, it's inevitable. He it is. He doesn't it know is. It's, ha- it's not, already started happening. It's not it is. Inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. And then he will, he hasn't realized it yet. But it's if happening. it happens, it's because my bosses have forced me to do so. I, mean, I just Chris, like that on the record and, right and now. And Chris is also threatening to leave another team, so you can't leave two teams at the same time. <laughs> I did. I literally did tell Chris right before we got on. I was like, I think I might have to change soccer teams here. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's in the mm-hmm. air. Okay. Who knows? All right. yeah. Thank you, Brennan. Thanks Appreciate for having me, much. guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. glad to have me, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It worked for me. Coming up next, you just mentioned soccer. Is he the soccer dad of the year or is he the soccer dummy of the year? And what does this mean for the current state of pro sports? What? An unbelievable story next year. What in Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins. On Sacktown Sports. Woo! You got big plans this weekend, Chris Watkins? Uh, we got a birthday celebration this weekend. For your mom. Happy birthday to yeah, Chris's mom. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for, for my mom. Uh, we've got... 
Saturday. I'm dog sitting for my sister. She's going to That's a wedding. Huge. What kind of dog huge. and what's the dog's name? Uh, dog's name is Otis. It's like a mix of, I honestly don't even know what he is, but he is, he's is he a handful. Otis sounds like a handful. He's a handful. He's, he's a big boy. So he's, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what kind of dog he is, but it's he's like some boxer. In he's there a maybe cute or something. one for sure. Yeah, he, he's he's no problem. But uh, yeah, so I'm dog sitting on Saturday and then uh, Sunday. It's you know, you know what time it is on Sunday. Yes, it's sir. Just stay on the couch. And yes, sir. Don't ask anyone to bother me. Yeah. So. Uh, I, and I don't have Vikings to watch on Sunday, so I'm free to to go to whatever is that good screen or is I that want. like a day off or is it kind of like it's, it's kind of nice because, you know, yeah, I can go wherever I want on, on the screen and, you know, I don't have to be stressed at all. It's all, you know, it's just all, all vibes. I don't have to, you know, except for the Niner game, which I do kind of have to lock into. But after that, it's, mm-hmm. it's Sunday fun day. Yeah. I think I mentioned a couple days ago, my daughter Lonnie is taking me to yes. the A's and the Padres tomorrow yes. for it's a, birthday present my birthday was was months ago so so that'll be fun and what time's course, first pitch uh 105 oh that's perfect okay cool yeah, yeah that's awesome and then of course sunday like you say sunday right. football all day all long day. speaking of the a's it came out today that um owners are supposed to vote on relocation in november and christopher Lod pointed out to us maybe you've seen this the great casey pratt yes. who i've known a long time and he's been on the show he posted a picture of what nine acres looks like yeah compared to how big the oakland Mm-hmm. Coliseum is, yeah, because nine acres is supposed to be the, the footprint for the site in Vegas, and it's it's just it's, it's not big enough. No, <laughs> he shows it like on the graph of like it's like a Google Earth picture of the current uh, parking lot at the Coliseum, and it's literally like a corner of the Coliseum parking lot. It's not even like like it almost looks like the spare parking for for the Coliseum, and that's where they're planning to build a retractable roof stadium, which again. I'm pretty sure I saw that at this moment, the smallest retractable roof stadium currently fits on 12 acres. I think that's Milwaukee. And they're planning to do it on nine. So they're planning to do something that has quite literally do it. never been done before. And they're going to do it at, again, not a math guy, but I think that's like 33% smaller area. Details, details. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. It's significantly smaller. So we'll see how that goes. And, uh, I don't really think it matters that it doesn't make sense because nothing has made sense about this relocation and they're just plowing through it like everything is full steam ahead and A-OK, but everything seems to be not OK. Speaking of uh, nutty owners, this is a story that comes to us from uh, Czech Third Division Soccer, but okay. I think it says something about the state of sports globally here. Okay. Uh, there's a team, FK Usti. Sure. FK Usti Nad Labum. That's the oh, name. Yeah. Nailed yeah. it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> hmm. So they, they're signing a 22-year-old okay. who's, to this point, his only soccer experience is playing FIFA. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Okay. And the reason is because this, wrong with this, that. this young man, 22-year-old uh, law student, Martin Hodhaski, <laughs> his dad paid the team. Oh, wait, what? A 500,000 check Karuna, which is about $22,000. Okay. If they would let his son be on the team and guarantee him at least 10 minutes uh, on the field this season. Wait, what? Yeah. And so the owner, uh, Premisil Kuban, says he, this is Martin, and I apologize, dear listener, but here's a picture. Okay. Martin doesn't look like he's played a lot of soccer. He doesn't look like he's played a lot of sports It looks general. like he's played a lot of FIFA. It, it does. looks like he's played. Oh, so now all of a sudden we, we, we know what video gamers look like. 
Oh, okay, okay, hold on. A couple weeks ago, okay, I, I digress, I digress. The owner says, he didn't play football, only FIFA on the computer. On the other hand, I don't usually see half a million Karuna rolling around on the ground. If someone gives it to me, I'll let anyone join. Uh, this seems problematic. Uh, yeah, this is kind of like the, uh, the user-controlled football league, except not, not even, <laughs> like, even that makes a little bit more sense than this. I mean, at least he's not, he's, he's shameless about it. He's like, yeah, I, he paid me. I don't see anybody else paying me to have their sons on their team. So yeah, I mean, who, who am I to say no? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, it's Bush league. Uh, it's. One of the team officials yeah, says, we will incredible. lead three to nothing. We will put him in the attack for 10 minutes. Okay. He will replace, I think it's their captain, Mares. Uh, if his dad yeah. will give us uh, 500000 for 10 minutes, sorry, we don't have any sponsors. So it's like, we're going ahead with this. And it's a new <laughs> team with new ownership, and they're trying to do a lot of crazy things to sure. generate interest. Seems a little too crazy. <laughs> like, when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, he's just going to be on the team, but he's not going right. to play and then they're like, oh, he's he's got to average 10 minutes. <laughs> Is it average 10 minutes or just play 10 minutes? Average. I thought it was average 10 minutes. I mean, that's insane. Like, I mean, average. Uh, oh, it, I don't know. Cause according like, to what I, it doesn't say here yeah. on the ESPN story, average 10 minutes. It I think says, we're picking nits here. I don't really think it matters. <laughs> I think it's all insane. I want to say they said, like, hey, our striker's going to play for 80 minutes, and then we're going to bring him on. It's hilarious to me that, yeah, they have a plan. It's like, we're just going to go up 3 nothing, and then we're going to put him in. And it's like, well, what if you're not up 3 nothing? What if what if it's 1-1? One, one? What if The it's precise two, terms of the deal agreed by his father mean the youngster will be allowed to play 10 minutes as a substitute during a game. A game. Yeah. That's what this says. Okay, so, so a game. Okay, a single game. So this is a single game contract. At some, That's why they're saying, look, at some point we'll be up three to nothing. As they would call it in FIFA, or, it's hey, a loan. Maybe he's pretty good and we want to see him for a second game. Uh, yeah, let's not yeah. let's not rule out that second game. This kid also like does it say his FIFA credentials or is it just he play <laughs> he once question. played FIFA? Like can he qu- at least he plays be- a lot? I don't know how good he is. <laughs> okay, but every parent thinks their kid plays a video game a lot. Like <laughs> But if somebody with a lot of money, let's say Carmichael Dave, yeah. came to you and said, "Chris, don't worry about the amount. Yeah. I, I will take care of it." Oh, thank I will you. Guarantee David. that you can play 10 minutes yeah. for any team on the globe in any sport. Okay. You just tell me which team. And I, Carmichael Dave, will take care of it. It wouldn't be football because I'm that any just sounds like any professional sport going for an doesn't injury. even have to be a team sport. Oh, that's tempting. Probably golf. Yeah. Golf. It would definitely be golf. Pay for my entry fee and, and let me golf in a tournament. Golf. Exactly. So I think the equivalent you'd get to play like maybe one hole, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> let me play a round. That's it. Just like you know, there's four rounds in a, in a week. I guess two to make the cut. But basketball would be round. it would happen so fast you would have no idea what happened. That's the problem. It would be, I didn't. I didn't even see. It's the thing that this kid's gonna find out real quick. Is just like when you're out there, yeah. like. Things are happening. Like you gotta well, react to he's it. He's gonna start training in no, it doesn't matter. January it or doesn't, something. No, that even doesn't matter. the like lowest rungs of European soccer. Right. These are well trained athletes. Yeah, absolutely. It would be yeah. Like this would be like if someone were like, oh, if it's Sac Republic. It's not MLS. Like I he can will go, go out to there training for sessions. Minutes. He will prepare. It is planned that he will start training in the fall. Great. In the spring, when we play seven games in a row at home, he will really play. 
Baseball, you okay. would get no thanks. No, yeah, you don't stand Football, a chance. Football, come on. You get hurt. Herlot says he'd be a punter. Yeah, I think I, I would ask to be like maybe professional cornhole or something. Even then, you get embarrassed. Like you'd be shocked at how good those guys are, and it's like that, that's get this the thing. Kid out I don't think people really understand when someone's professional. When like that's their living. Yeah. They are better than you at it. Even the <laughs> yes. lowest level is yes. better than you. Yes, to the point where they will embarrass you. Like, it's not even going to be – it's not going to be fun. Like, there's nothing fun about stepping – it's one thing, oh, yeah, okay, maybe you can step onto a practice. It's maybe 80% intensity. But if you're going to step on the field in an actual, like, game that's being played, everyone's giving their 100%. There's just – you don't stay – like, you're not going to have any fun. Yeah. It's just going to be you being embarrassed. The I understand time. this is a promotion, but a barrier has fallen. It's a a bad sacred promotion. barrier has fallen. Yes, it has. You can't pay for play here. This is not how it goes. 49er insider Emil Fragoso joins us next. What is his job one for the 49ers this week against the Rams? We will find out next. Whitey and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.